The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Praise the name of the Lord. We explained that all you see is not all there is. You know, there's more to life than meets the eyes. And the person that I said you should greet, um, and your neighbor sitting beside you, all you see about them is not all there is. There's more to them than meet the eye. Please say to your neighbor, there's more to me than meet the eyes. <laughs> and, you know, in this series, there's, there's a common thread that I want to establish, and which is going to go through the whole teaching and that is the fact that Jesus is supreme the supremacy of Jesus everybody say the supremacy of Jesus at the, at the video we, ex, we explained that um, Jesus is not uh, just a way we, we said that Buddha everybody know, you know Buddha Buddha said, I am still searching for the way. Honest guy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Muhammad said, I'm a prophet pointing to the way. No comment. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> Nobody comes to the Father but by me. Jesus was not guessing. Jesus did not say, um, like Krishna said, if you chant this and chant that, then you might peradventure come to the knowledge of the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. Praise the name of the Lord. Colossians chapter 1. I read from 19. Colossians 1 from 19. The word of God says that, For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. Jesus, the Bible says, is the express image of the invisible God. If you want to look at God, who will you see? Jesus. If God, as it were, stands in front of a mirror, who will he see? Jesus. The express image of the invisible God. In if you back up to verse 15 of Colossians 1, the, the Bible says that Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before everything was created and he is supreme. Everybody say supreme. He is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth, 
He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, dominions, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. It is all about who? Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Everything was created through him and for him. For him. In other words, everything belongs to him. Verse 17. He existed before anything else. He is, and he holds all creation together. Hallelujah. Christ is also the head of the church. Who is the head of the church? Christ. So, if you persecute the church, who are you persecuting? Christ. If you abuse the church, who are you abusing? Christ. Oh, but pastor, the church is not perfect. I know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Neither are you. In fact, the church is not perfect because you joined the church. I'm joking, I'm joking. No offense. Don't pull a punch. Praise the name of the Lord. Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. He holds everything together. In other words, if Jesus were to let go, everything will disintegrate, including demons and Satan. Everything. We disintegrate everything. He holds everything together. Jesus is supreme. In Acts chapter 4 verse 12, Acts 4 12, the Bible says there is no salvation in any other. I read from the KJV. It says, neither is there salvation in any other. It says, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no salvation in any other. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, my earthly father, before he passed on, back in the day, he would say to me, that, you know, Femi, that um, God is like a market. And you say, Onokon Woja. That means, if you don't speak Yoruba, there are many routes into a market. Markets usually in those days don't have a single gate. So people can come in from anywhere and go out from anywhere, you know. In fact, he had a shrine in his house. He was his own priest. <laughs> Not a small shrine, though. You see, but towards the end of his life, he realized the emptiness and the void and the vanity of a life without the true and living God. Praise the name of the Lord. T.D. Jakes was preaching and he was saying that his father died when he was 16. 
and he was at the, air, at the dead bed of his father. And his father said to him that he's so ironic. Now at the end of my life, I all of a sudden now know the real purpose of life. And he said he left that place saying to himself, he will not wait till the end of his life before he discovers the true purpose. You have wasted your life. Praise the name of the Lord. He will not wait till the end of his life before he discovers the true purpose of life. Jesus is the way. He's not a way. He's what? He's the way. The way. So today, we, we are actually um, examining demons and Satan and demons. And there are five things I want us to know about Satan and demons before we look at where did Satan even really come from. The first thing I want us to know about Satan and demons is, is that Satan and demons are real. Satan and demons are what? They are real. They are real. It's not, you see, I know, I know some very intelligent people who are like, oh, it's just a figment of your imagination. Have you heard that before? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, a small child does not know, how do I interpret that in English? He <laughs> said, oh, it's just a figment. Listen, Satan and demons are not just a figment of people's imaginations. They are real. If you've had uh, demons talk back to you, I mean, maybe you're praying for someone. There was someone that I was, um, Craig, you guys will know him now, Craig, Craig Groeschel, you know. He was sharing how when he was, he just gave his life to Jesus, he was a new believer, and there was, he was now in a fellowship. They were now to hold hands and pray, and there was a guy beside him that was acting very weird, and he was like, ah, this guy is weird. So when they said they should pray, he said, oh, he's going to pray for the guy. But he was too afraid to, to speak up, you know, and pray that, Father, I ask that you heal this guy or whatever. So when they held hands, he said he didn't pray out in his heart. He just was praying for the guy that, Lord, I don't know what these issues are. And the guy opened his eyes and jerked his hand and said, stop praying for me. And he almost freaked out. I was like, no, that just didn't happen. No, 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 no. And he put himself together and he continued praying for the guy in his heart. And the guy stopped the prayer meeting, jacked his spat on his face. That was the demon. And was aggressive, attacking him. Then the leader of the fellowship, he says the guy just turned to the demon possessed and said, said to him, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. And the demon guy went down, passed out, demon came out, and the guy was normal. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. That was in America. I tech nation. African <laughs> And the guy was like, he's white. So he was like, wow. So these demons are real. I said, come to Africa. 
Praise the name of the Lord. They are real. I mean, you know, in my few years of pastoring, I've had to encounter all sorts of things. You know, I've encountered people that actually use demons to their own advantage. There's a particular wife that uses demons to control her husband. And she wanted to become a worker. And, you know, we had an encounter. And I said, you have to let, because the, the reason the demon was not coming out was because she wasn't letting, letting go. And I said, you have to let this demon go. And she says, ah, I will I control him. You know, men are very stubborn. I need something. I said, no, it's only Jesus you need. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Long and short of story, she let the demon go. And she was free. People use demons to their advantage. I remember we were having a meeting one day and we were, we were looking at sex and seduction. And we gave a call that the person should see me after service. That is, there was a lady in the service that when she has demons, when she dances, the men that looks at her will be aroused sexually. I will want to have sex with her or at least lost after her imagination. So she came to me. She was a pastor's wife. After service. So I said, okay, are you ready to let go of this demon? She said, yes. And as we began to pray in the name of Jesus, she began to dance. I said, Nibo. <laughs> I, I called in my colleague, you know. Hold her down. She's not dancing here. <laughs> and Jesus dealt with the demon. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Demons are real. Don't put your life in danger. By being like the foolish boy that says, oh, electricity is not real. Because I can't see it, it is, cannot be real. Go and touch the cable. You will know it is real. Praise the name of the Lord. So the first thing I don't want, I see some Christians, they're just very naive. They deny, like, I don't believe in it. I said, listen, before you were born. So don't be naive that they don't exist. They do, they are. And some of them are here looking at me. But Jesus is greater than them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one, that's number one. Number two, <clears throat> what you need to know is that Satan and his demons, they hate you. They hate you. I know they hate me. Do you know why they hate you? Because you're a human being. You are made in the image of God. You don't have to do anything to upset them. But because you are, a, you are a creation of God, made in his image, they hate you. In fact, John 10.10 10 says, they have only one objective, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. There's nothing else. It's a threefold mandate, to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So don't even think that... Satan can be appeased. Satan cannot be appeased. 
if we only ask for more blood, it cannot be appeased. Because before you were born, the hatred existed. Enmity with God. And because he's looking at you, you are remembering him of, of the creator. He can't like you. So you must know, I, I know that, I, I said to my to people, I, I mean, when we talk about, when we train people in spiritual warfare, I said, I said to them, I know that Satan hates me. I know. You must know that he hates you with a passion. In fact, left to him, you should be dead by now. But you can see that it's not left to him. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> That's number two. Now, before I go to number three. So, when you, when somebody hates you, and there are things you are doing that is giving the person power over your life, is that no foolishness? If somebody hates you, and there are certain things that if you continue to do them, that person will have power over you, why should you continue to do them? It's not wise. So, number three, the, the, number one uh, thing we must know about Satan is what? And demons are real. Number two is that everyone says, Satan hates me. And I hate him too. <laughs> that man really hates Satan. <laughs> Number three, what you have to know is that the devil is a liar. John 8 44. When he's speaking in his natural, when he's lying, he's speaking in his natural tongue, Jesus said, The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Never rely on information from the devil because the devil is a is a liar. The liar. There are people that uh, that maybe conduct deliverances and you know, and the demons begin to manifest and they begin to say, oh, "What is your name? How many of you are there? What are you saying? The devil is a liar." So if there are twenty, will you tell them tell you there are twenty? You say we are only two. <laughs> because the devil is a liar. Except, of course, God leads you to do that. But otherwise, that should not be your modus operandi. Because the devil is a liar. Number four. The, apart from the fact that the devil is a liar. Number four. The devil thrives in darkness. The devil thrives in darkness. The devil loves darkness and confusion. And there's, there's a key thing. That's why there, there are troubles in marriages. Because the devil hates husband and wife to be at peace. You heard um, Loretta's testimony of her parents. The devil loves those kind of settings. But thank God he has failed. The devil whispered to the husband, this is, you know, you must not agree. You, you are the man. You whispered to the wife, you're yeah, a stupid girl. If you don't teach him lessons, well, how will he learn? A stir up confusion. There was a case of, of, of a man. The man came to the house and he saw his wife and the wife's mom and some other family members talking. And as soon as he entered, they kept quiet. And the devil said to him, you see, I told you. I told you they are talking about you. Why did you come home early? 
You came home early so that you can catch them. Now that you have caught them, if you don't establish your authority in this house, you're a weak man. Then what happens? The guy begins to fight. And says, that's even your mother-in-law. She hates you. And the man says to himself, I will never forgive this woman. Now, all these are happening. Two weeks after, the guy came to the house. He met an amazing surprise party of his life. And he was so overwhelmed that he was almost crying. He was like, who put this together? He said, that was what we were discussing when you came into the house. So we had to keep quiet. They were planning for his good. Ever said the devil is a liar. <laughs> and the man was, was you know, he suggest, I mean, he will, he's a liar. He loves darkness. He loves to thrive in darkness. And one of the greatest way is, you know, secrecy. Secrecy is a darkness. That's why secret societies are dark places <laughs> to be in. So the, where you find an healthy level of secrecy, the Satan is in there. If you find somebody that is extremely secret, he cannot even confide in to whoever, maybe who should be the closest person, your spouse. You can't even confide in it. Something is wrong. Satan loves darkness. Because that's his domain. But when you bring something to the light, when you put on the light, darkness what? Disappears. That is number four. Number five that you must know is that you, as a child of God, you have power over Satan and his demons. Praise the name of the Lord. You must know that. You must know that. You must know that. You have power as a child of God, which is why, you know, the, the qualification is a child of God. A child of God. You have power over Satan and his demons. If you are not a child of God, well, I pray that you become one today. Because this life is too, is too dangerous. It's too dangerous. We have even um, all sorts of terrible things happening. You need God on your side. Luke chapter 10, <clears throat> verse 19. Luke 10, 19. It says, Behold, I give you power to what? To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing. Everybody say nothing. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. But if you're not a child of God, you come for a service like this, or a video like Friday, and they're saying, Satan fall down for God. Are you joined them? Are you doing Satan is me, Macham. I'm waiting for you outside. If you are not a child of God, you are in danger. It's like a ram that they have tied down and they are feeding. And the ram is saying, oh, I'm enjoying life. I'm growing fat. Oh, things are working. Oh, things are happening. Ah. <laughs> they are only feeding you for slaughter. 
I pray that you will release your life to Jesus today. Praise the name of the Lord. The NLC translation says, look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them and nothing will injure you. Praise the name of the Lord. So those are the five key things you have to know. There may be more, but those are the five things for this time we have that you, if you are walking away from this service, you must know that Satan and demons are real. Number one. Number two, Satan and demons, they hate you. Number three, the devil is a liar. Number four, Satan tries darkness. Number five, you, as a child of God, you have what? Power over Satan and his demons. So where did Satan come from? Basically, Satan was not Satan from the beginning. He was not the devil. Satan was created as an angel of God, a guardian angel or an archangel for that matter. And if you read um, Isaiah 14, I read from 12 to 15. But when you get home, you can read Revelations 12, 7 to 9. You can write it down. Revelations 12, 7 to 9 and Ezekiel 28, 12 to 17. Ezekiel 28, 12 to 17. I read Isaiah 14, 12 to 15. It says, How are you falling from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning? You, are, you have been thrown down to the earth. You will destroy the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven. I will set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountains of God, far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead among the lowest depth. He rebelled against God in, in that Satan said to himself, I, I will become like God. I will. I, and that's, that's pride. I will. I, 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 I. If you, honestly, you need to check yourself. If you check your statement or you, you check the emails you write and you're always saying, I will, I will, I will, I will. Mm, not necessarily because there's something wrong. But just check. Maybe there's some pride in there. Because you cannot do anything except by God's grace. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why James says, don't say, I will do this tomorrow, I will do this next. Say, by the grace of God, if God permits, if God wills, I will. So, Satan was an angel that was driven from heaven. A third of the angels followed him. And those angels are his boys and they are demons in different manifestations, you know, principalities, their powers, their authors, you know, but simply Satan and his demons, fallen angels. <clears throat> what do Satan and his demons do? What do they do? What do they try to do? What do they try to do? Four things. What do they try to do? Number one, demons influence the leaders of nations. Demons influence leaders of nations. Why do they do that? They do that because they know that if they can 
negatively influence the leadership of a nation, they will affect much more people. Which is why as a church, uh, we have to influence leaders of nations. Because if you influence the leaders, you affect much more people. Praise the Lord. Yes, you have to feed the poor. Yes, you have to um, 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 uh, take care of the orphans. But believe me, if you can effectively affect leaders of the nations, the poor will be taken care of. The orphans will be reduced. Or in fact, if not eliminated. Praise the name of the Lord. So we need to focus our energy where we have the greatest impact. Demons do that. In Daniel chapter 10, verse 13, you will see where he talks about the, the prince of the Persian kingdom. So there are demons. There was a demon that was assigned to the prince, to, to, to the Persian kingdom, over the Persian kingdom. But you know, on, on physically, there, there was a physical man that was the prince of the Persian kingdom. Even when Daniel prayed, the demon had to say, ah, ah, we are the ones here. You are not passing until you drop some egunje. And this is my own paraphrase. Uh, <laughs> and there had to be war. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you cannot negotiate with the devil. You cannot. You cannot negotiate with the devil. Which is why I was so happy about the video. You know, I was really, really very happy because people really prayed. This is a fantastic thing. And like I said at the video, it's not a once and for all thing. You know, the video is supposed to start you up so that you can continue to pray. Number two, what do demons and his demons, what do Satan and his demons try to do? Number two, the demons desire to inflict suffering on you. The demons, Satan and his demons desire to inflict suffering on you. Matthew chapter 17 15, 17, and 18. Matthew 17, 15, 17, and 18. The word of God says that, um, Lord, have mercy on my son. This is the man whose son was um, afflicted. He said, he has seizures and he is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. And Jesus said, bring the boy here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. Wow. Praise the Lord. And it came out of the boy and he was healed from that moment. Here, Satan afflicting the boy. Jesus rebuked the demon and the demon left the boy. Then what happened? The boy was what? Was well. Everywhere you have been afflicted, today you are going to rebuke the demons. And you will have peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, the demons scheme to lure away, lure you away from God. Demons, they scheme to lure you and I away from God. They scheme to lure you and I away from God. First Timothy chapter four, verse one. First Timothy four, verse one. We, we, we explained at the video. If you have come for a video and you are carrying, I mean, it was so powerful, and all you can do is try and sleep. It's ah, maybe there's a demon on the case. Believe me. Praise the name of the Lord. <clears throat> demons, but apart from the, just those things, 
they try to confuse our doctrine and even our understanding of God, thereby luring us away from God. First Timothy 4 1. It says, The Spirit of God clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. Things taught by who? By demons. Things taught by demons. Some will abandon the faith. What is the faith? The simplicity of the faith. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. By putting my faith in Jesus and accepting his forgiveness, I have salvation. That is the faith. The foundation of the faith. But there are all sorts of doctrines of demons going out, going on out there. All sorts. I won't mention any because if I start... I wouldn't want to stop because, you know, I need to do justice to it. But there are all sorts. But God will protect us in the mighty name of Jesus. Demons scheme to lure us away. They they use logic. I mean, uh, while there's nothing wrong with science, you know, I have nothing wrong with science, and science is fantastic. But demons have used science to confuse a lot of people that think about it. After all, you went to school. How can a virgin conceive? How? How? Does it make sense? Praise the Lord. Number four, what do Satan and his demons attempt to do? Number four, demons want to paralyze you with fear. God has given you a word. God has said something about your future. God has said something that has stirred you up. As you stand up to move in that direction... Demons will attempt to put fear in you so that you are crippled with fear. So that you begin to doubt God or you begin to doubt if you can really pull this off. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 to 7. 2 Timothy 1, 6 to 7. The word of God says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of what? Of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear. So when you find out that you are always afraid to do the key things that you need to do in life, you need to begin to come against the spirit of fear, which is a demonic spirit. There are things you need to do. Some of us, we are in terrible Um, terrible how do I describe this it's like a slave relationship and God has shown you a way out and you are not going because you are afraid you'd rather be shining the shoe of somebody else Something is wrong with you. And it's called the spirit of fear. And Jesus will set you free today. Amen. Say amen. Well, amen. some people are even saying amen as if you are afraid. Praise the Lord. God wants you to be free. God wants you to be free. <laughs> so, how. You know, 
these things, you need to battle Satan. And in battling Satan, the first thing you need to know is that we don't treat our enemy lightly. We don't treat our enemy lightly. We don't treat our enemy lightly. In a worse situation, <laughs> it's kill or be killed. It's fire or you'll be fired at. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jude, Jude 9 to 10, Jude only one chapter, Jude 9 to 10, the word of God says, but even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not dare bring a slanderous accusation against him, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Praise the name of the Lord. And at the video, God did a lot of rebuking of Satan. Praise the name of God. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke you. So we don't treat the enemy lightly. You know, you see, one of the major lies of the devil that I, I have seen him use to destroy destinies is that he, he says to people, he, he suggests to people, you know, just be going, yeah, yeah. Just make sure you are not offending anybody, and you'll be fine. The devil is a is a liar. Paul was saying, we are not unmindful of the devices of the enemy. The enemy wants us to be ignorant of his devices. So number one, we don't treat the enemy lightly. Number two. We don't flirt with darkness. We don't flirt with darkness. Deuteronomy chapter, 7, chapter 18, verse um, 10 to 12. Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 12. We don't flirt with darkness. Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 12. It says, let no one be found among you who practices divination, sorcery, interprets omen, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritists or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to God. Praise the name of the Lord. I know the fight continues there. Can we... <laughs> And we take the fight offline. <laughs> now, anyone who does this is what? Detestable to God. You know, there are many times believers, they flirt with the, with the devil. The, the people practice divination. Sorcery. They interpret omen. People say, you know what? You know, we, I know what to do. Let's just use this, this card. This you know, tarot card. You know what the tarot card is? You know, if you, if you turn it this way, all those things make you detestable to God. And that is where the enemy wants you to be. Sorcery. Engages in witchcraft. Casts spells. They are believers that when people offend them, they say, 
oh, I'm going to curse this person. And they go, they take water, they put pepper in the water, and they stir the water, <laughs> the pepper in the water, and they begin to place curses on other human beings, regardless of whatever they have done for you. If you do that, you are entering a territory of demons. And it makes you detestable, it makes you detestable to God. It, made, it makes you detestable to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Or mediums or, or spiritists or consults spiritists. There, there are some people, you know, they, they, they will say, as we said at the video, they will say, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to go to the herbalist. I'm not going to go to the spiritual spiritualist. But, you know, a family member is going. He says, oh, bring the money for your own ramo. He says, I'm not going. No. They won't teach us. Hey, we know you won't go. We know you're a believer. Just bring the money. We will go for you. I said, me, I'm not there, but take the money. I'm not there, but take the money. We don't flirt. We don't flirt. Why? Because you are connecting yourself with evil. When you stand in the place of spiritual warfare, you will be exposing yourself to danger. Really. We don't consult the dead. We don't. There are some people, they consult the dead. I mean, true life story. There was a time, there was some guy that I, I, I used to know. The, the father had died. He had the documents that to all his properties. They signed the old house. They couldn't find it. And they took the family members went to some white garment guy who says ah, that's not a big deal we will call the father and they called the father and the father told them where to get the document and they went and they actually found the document so was it the father they called of course not it's a demon spirit how did they know of course, there's knowledge in the spirit. There's knowledge in the spirit. Demons know things. The spirit realm is bare, as it were. Except God hides. So, and that was the justification for them. After all, we found the document. If this thing was not, after all, this thing works. The repercussion. Generations to come, we still be sweating under that burden. We don't flirt with the devil. Say to your neighbor, we don't flirt with the devil. Number three, we don't fight with our own powers, but with the power and authority of our God. We don't fight with our own powers, but with the power and authority of God. Amen. In Matthew 10, 1, Jesus called his disciples to himself and he gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sicknesses. In James chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, James 4, 7 and 8, the word of God says, Submit yourself then to God. After that, resist the devil and he will what? He will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. There is no human being that can face the devil apart from God in the human being. There is no human being that can face the devil. But with God, 
you will trample upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. The word of God says, submit yourself therefore to God. That is the starting point. You submit yourselves to who? To God. Before you can resist the devil. And he will flee from you. So it's a submission to God. That some people skip or they don't want to do. They just want to go and resist the devil. No, you can't just do that. Because without God, you cannot win. So you submit to God. Then you resist the devil. And he will, he will flee from you. He will flee from you. There are certain situations in our lives that we are about to pray right now that are demonic. That have demonic influences at different varying degrees. You will resist the devil and he will flee from that situation. There are certain of us that our homes are on fire. The reason it's on fire is simple. The devil is in the middle. You will resist the devil. And he will flee from you. And he will flee from you. There are some of us, is in our finances that the devil is crouching or is planning to. You will resist the devil and he will flee from you. For some of us, it's a, it's a marriage is, oh, the issue of getting married or not getting married. You know? <laughs> oh, Pastor, I'm afraid to get married. Fear is of the devil. Fear is not of God. Why are you afraid? Oh, I saw what my daddy did to my mommy. But you can change that. Praise the name of the Lord. You can change that. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads.